Good morning, Pathway. Thank you for having me today on Mother's Day. Um, I'm the Client Services Director at Retta. I've been there for 16 years, so quite a long time. Um, I would like to begin today by sharing a story with you of a client that I have been working with for a couple months, and this will just give you an idea of somebody who we might see at, at Retta. So a couple months ago, she called our office asking if she could come in for a pregnancy test. She shared with our receptionist that she was in a really bad spot and not sure what she was going to do. So we had her come in for the pregnancy test and she met with one of our nurses. And our nurse talked with her about what was going on in her life and what her concerns were. She shared with the nurse that her baby's dad told her that if she was pregnant, um, that he was going to leave her and that she needed to have an abortion. She also shared with the nurse that her mom told her that if she was pregnant, that she would be kicked out of the home and that she should have an abortion. So this girl, you can imagine, was in a really bad spot, very scared, nervous, confused, kind of feeling like she's put in a corner and doesn't have very many options. So our nurse talked with her for a while, did the pregnancy test, and it was positive. We asked her if she would be willing to come back for an ultrasound. We're able to do ultrasounds first trimester. But we do them between the 8th and 14th week. And this girl was really early on in the pregnancy, and we realized that she probably wasn't really going to be able to see much. The girl agreed. Our nurse said, you know, you don't have to make any decisions right now. You're not in a rush. It doesn't have to be a hurry. Let's stop. Let's think about this. Let's pray about it. And our nurse prayed with her. The girl did come back a couple weeks later and was able to see her baby in an ultrasound and saw the little heart beating. Now, she was still very, very early on, but she was able to see that her baby had life. Again, our nurse talked with her and said, let's just, let's just stop and think about this. The nurse connected her with me. Um, I'm the client services director, but I teach the mom's coaching piece of it. So I teach the parenting classes. So she connected her with me where I could start talking with her about prenatal nutrition, um, all of the things that go with um, pregnancy and labor and delivery and all of that. And the girl agreed. So I was able to also start to make some connections with her. It just so happens, I don't think anything is it just so happens, I think this was God's planning and timing, but we had a new nurse who needed to do some additional scans for her training so she could be trained in sonography. So we asked this girl if she would come back for a couple more ultrasounds. Normally we only do one, but we wanted this girl to see her baby as many times as possible. So she came back multiple times. She was able to see her baby probably four or five different times in an ultrasound and got to see the progression of her baby grow. I am happy to tell you that at this point, she's about 27 weeks, still caring for her baby, still loving on her baby. Uh, we've been able to do some classes on healthy steps for teen parents. We've done classes on, um, actually per her request, she wanted to do a lesson on SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome, um, some shaken baby lessons, things like that. So she's really trying to soak up and learn all that she possibly can. By coming in and participating in our classes, she's been able to earn what we call mommy money, and she's been able to use that in our store. She's purchased diapers and wipes and baby clothes. 
She's purchased a pack and play, so she has a safe place for her baby to sleep now. And recently she was able to get her baby's car seat. So we are long time supporting this girl. We'll all walk through um, pregnancy, labor delivery, toddler issues, all the way, as far as she wants to go. I will continue to meet with her. Through this time though, um, it hasn't been an easy road for her. The baby's dad did leave her. Her mom did kick her out of the house. Um, fortunately, her aunt allowed her to move in with her, which was a much um, safer, better place for her to live. Um, I'm so proud of this girl, though, I have to tell you. Um, against all odds, she has found a job. She wants to um, make sure that she is financially able to support her and her daughter. She's having a baby girl. Um, she, so she has a job now. She found an apartment, and the last I heard, she was supposed to have moved in yesterday. I will be meeting with her tomorrow, so I can't wait to talk to her tomorrow and see if she was able to actually get into her apartment. She intends to go to college. She's talking about getting things in place so that she'll be able to go to college. And I'm really proud of her because she took a brave step and found a counselor to help her to be able to process through some of her childhood trauma. So this girl is moving forward. I would say she's a success story, and I'm really, really, really proud of her. A couple weeks ago when I was meeting with her, I asked her if it would be okay with her if I shared her story with you today. I told her that I was going to come and speak on Mother's Day at a church, and I said, I would like to share with them... uh, just how proud I am of you because, again, it's, you had a lot of stumbling blocks. You had a lot of things coming at you that could have stopped you, and you didn't. And she, she teared up, and she said, really? You want to share my story? And I said, oh, yes, I'm going to tear up. <laughs> She's stolen my heart. Um, she said, Joni, that would be an honor if you would tell my story on Mother's Day. Um, today... She is celebrating Mother's Day. Now, she's 27 weeks, so she is not holding her baby. She's holding her baby, if you know what I mean. She's got her baby, and she's holding her baby, and she is celebrating Mother's Day. So just wanted to tell you that one. Just a good news story of one of the clients that we would see at Retta. So who is Retta? Some of you maybe already know who we are, and some of you might not have any idea of what Retta is. So RETA is an acronym. It stands for Reason Enough to Act. We are a pro-life pregnancy clinic family resource center in Elkhart County. We've been around for 37 years. RETA began out of an answer or an alternative to Roe v. Wade, which was passed back in 1973. And if any of you have seen anything in the news this week, Roe v. Wade has been in the news this week, right? So good news Um, Obviously, we don't appreciate the way it was handled, but there is a good chance that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned within the next couple months. A lot of confusion about what that means, and I want to clarify a little of that. Um, Some people think, oh, Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. Abortion is done. I wished I could say that. That's not the case. Basically, what it means is it's not in the federal government anymore there's still state rights. In our country, we have several states that have taken um, a really strong decision on abortion and have banned it altogether. Texas is one of them. There are states, though, that allow abortions to take place 
up until mom is ready to deliver. I can't, cannot fathom that one, but there are states that allow that. New York is one of them. Virginia, Colo yeah, Colorado, and Illinois, um, way up till the, close to the end of birth. It's very, very hard to process that, but that is true. Um, when, Roe v, when Roe v. Wade was passed, it legalized abortion in all 50 states for all nine months of pregnancy, and then the states have some decisions to make on that. In the state of Indiana, abortion is, is um, legalized up to 20 weeks. I don't know what our legislatures are going to do when Roe v. Wade gets overturned. We need to see about that. In, let me make sure my stats are correct, 2020 is the most recent stat we have for the state of Indiana. 7,756 babies were aborted in the state of Indiana in 2020, not that long ago. The closest abortion clinic to us is in South Bend. It's called Women's Whole Health and they offer um, what's called the abortion pill or RU486, and it's a two-step process. Take one pill, and then a couple days later, you take the second. That is the closest one to us. When Roe v. Wade is overturned, women's whole health will still be operating. So I feel like that's something to understand about what's happening. We, need a, we still need to be praying for abortion to be, to be done, to be ended. Retta's mission statement is providing life-affirming services, building Christ-centered families. We are very, very much about sharing Christ with our clients. The girl I started with earlier, I pray with her every appointment. Um, we have discipleship classes. I'm really hoping that she is going to be open to that, and I'm going to be able to walk through a relationship with Jesus with her. That's my ultimate goal and hope. When it comes to the services that we offer, we do offer um, pregnancy testing, ultrasounds first trimester, um, STD testing and treatment for chlamydia and gonorrhea, two of the most prevalent in our area, and we offer abortion pill reversal. So I told you that, that Women's Whole Health in South Bend offers the two-step process. If a woman takes the first pill and regrets that decision, she can like Google search and find if there's a way to like anything that can help her because she regrets that decision. There's actually something called abortion pill reversal. What the first pill does is it stops progesterone. I, I won't go into all the details of it, but it stops progesterone, which means baby isn't going to be able to stay in the womb. Second pill, a couple days later, starts the contractions. If she is given a high dose of progesterone between the first and the second pill, very, very good chance that that baby will survive. There are a few abortion pill reversal providers in the United States, and Retta is one of them. We were just able to um, have that status early spring. So if a girl would Google and be concerned about that, she can find Retta. We have nurses on call 365 days of the year, 24-7. Our nurses rotate that schedule that they are ready and willing to take that call if it comes. We have doctors in our area that recognize that, like, we can, our nurses can give that high dose of progesterone that is needed immediately, but then they're go this person is going to need a lot of long-term care, and we have OBs in our area that are on board with us. They're excited that we have this opportunity, and they're like, we are here for you. You have that girl. You give that initial progesterone. We are there to, to follow up with long-term care for her. 
Several OBs in the area have even agreed that they will um, offer her care through labor and delivery for free. So that's pretty cool. Um, hopefully we don't ever have to use that, but we wanna make sure that we are there for a girl if she is going to need that. We, have, we offer all of those services in our office in Elkhart, but we also have an RV. Obviously, with RV Capital of the World, what better thing for a pregnancy center to have than an RV, right? So we have a mobile unit. We drive around Elkhart County and park it three days a week, St. Joe County twice a week. I will tell you, I have been on it when we're in St. Joe County. We strategically park that mobile a half mile from the abortion clinic. Somebody who is coming from the western side of South Bend and they're, they're heading towards that abortion clinic, they pass us first. Um, we make sure we are there the day that the abortion clinic is open. We actually park in Middlebury on Wednesdays at Harding's, and maybe some of you have seen us there. So that is one of the um, locations that we pretty regularly try to be at. I will tell you that the Middlebury location is almost always full, or at least has two or three clients when we are there. So we have found that that is a location we want to make sure we continue to stay at. And again, our nurses offer all of our services there. All of our services are free of charge to our clients. We want to remove that barrier of um, cost being an issue. We wanted to also remove the barrier of if maybe they can't get to us in Elkhart, we're going to go to them, right? So that's the reason for the mobile. We're remo removing those barriers of care. Some of the other services that we offer, I told you before, mom's coaching, that's one of my primary jobs where I probably spend most of my time. Um, and those are, those are parenting classes. They're one-on-one, -on -one, very, very much about relationship and walking through life, being that support system. The pro-choice um, side would like to say that we save the baby and just leave mom hanging. Um, I've devoted 16 years of my life to making sure that that doesn't happen. We are there to walk alongside them and offer that support as long as we can, as long as they would like us to. We offer that for moms, men's, and couples. We have a guy on staff that meets with dads. We're one of the few resources in our county that offers free programming for dads. Um, Jeff meets with guys that are referred to him from like probation and courts, um, Department of Child Services, places like that. During COVID, though, he started to receive some calls from California. Um, there were some men that Google searched, how do I get free help, free parenting classes? And they found Jeff because he offers Zoom. And so there is a probation officer, actually it's a proba probation like center because there's several probation officers, are sending Jeff clients from California um, because we offer free quality programming. And these probation officers are like, we have not seen anything like this in California. So they're sending him through Zoom to Indiana. I think that's kind of cool. Um, we also off offer healthy sexual boundaries education. Some people would call it absence education. We like to say it's God's plan. Um, we offer that in the public schools, church youth groups, boys and girls clubs, and places like that. We also offer pregnancy loss support. And I would just say today, obviously, um, being Mother's Day can be very difficult for somebody who has experienced a loss through miscarriage and stillborn. We recognize that that's a really hard time and those families are grieving and we offer support for that. 
We offer abortion recovery support, and this is for women and men who have made an abortion decision in their past, and they regret that decision. Since Roe v. Wade was passed, there have been over 60 million babies that have been aborted. For every baby that has been aborted, there was a mom, a dad, grandparents, future siblings. We often forget that. Um, they might later regret that decision. I will tell you, for the women and the men that have gone through that programming for us, almost all of them were believers and were sitting in our churches. They've asked God to forgive them over and over and over again, but they're living in a silent shame that they don't want anybody to know. We offer a 14-week or a weekend retreat Bible study called Forgiven and Set Free, and it walks through God's healing and his grace and his mercy. It's very, very confidential. I'm on staff, and I don't know the people who are going through the program, but what I can tell you is after they've gone through it, the, the grace that they have experienced, um, it's just beautiful to see God's hand on them. We have 14 staff. We have grown tremendously in the last few years. When I started, we had five. We now have five nurses, um, one full-time and the other part-time. That's a little bit about Retta and what we do, for those of you that don't know. I want to share another story with you. So this happened um, about a month ago. It was a mom in her mid-20s called and she said, I would like to have an ultrasound because I want to see how far along I am in the pregnancy so I can have an abortion. And I need to know what type of abortion I will be having based on where I am in the pregnancy. Um, we were very honest with her that we do not perform or refer for abortions, um, but that we could show her her baby through an ultrasound. Obviously, we want her to see her baby, right? We want to show the life. And so she came in. She came in with the baby's dad. And our policy is for when our, our nurses are doing an ultrasound, somebody needs to observe. We need a second set of eyes and ears. I happen to be the person that was sitting in on this ultrasound. So this is very, um, I, I have visions, to be quite honest, of this ultrasound. So um, the nurse does the paperwork, finds out what's happening. They begin the ultrasound. And she was 24 weeks along. Baby would be what is, would be considered viable outside of the womb. It was going to need some assistance, maybe with some breathing and things, but baby, baby could have potentially survived. Could see the profile of the head, all the arms and the legs were moving, a cute little foot in there. And our nurse could very easily, quickly tell it was a boy. <laughs> um, she wasn't allowed, we don't, we don't um, tell gender, so she wasn't allowed to say the gender, but it was no doubt a little boy moving around in there and just having a blast. He was really comfortable in his mom's womb. At one point when the nurse was doing the scan, he kicked the probe, and I mean, it was, it was very obvious, like the nurse's hand moved. He had that forceful of a kick. Um, a couple times when he was moving around, mom giggled. She laughed because she could feel his kicks at 24 weeks. She had a cute little baby bump on her. When the ultrasound was done, though, the nurse talked with this 
um, young couple and said, what are you thinking? And they were still very much abortion determined. And she talked with them and said, you know, there's a family that would maybe want to adopt your baby. Um, can we talk through this some more? We offer support. We offer long-term support. Can we get you the help that you need? We have resources all over that we can plug people into. She talked to them about what this would look like if they had an abortion, and they didn't want to hear anything. She sent the ultrasound report to our, our doctors. Our doctors read the scans and get back with her, and, and the nurse made sure that the doctor knew this was an abortion-determined um, family. And the doctor said, please tell them it's a boy, please. Maybe, maybe they'll change their mind if they know they're having a little boy. Maybe it'll make it a little bit more real. So she did, she gave them the ultrasound report. She told them it was a boy. We didn't hear from them for a couple weeks. Our nurse, several nurses actually, and our receptionist were sending emails, were sending text messages. Hey, we're here for you, we're praying for you. We threw out a prayer chain to supporters, to people who are on our prayer list, and we said, please pray for this baby. Please pray for this baby. We didn't know when it was going to happen, but we knew it was going to happen closer to the end of April. We started praying for flat tires, for planes that didn't take off, COVID, you know, whatever. Whatever needs to happen that they don't make that abortion appointment. We knew it wasn't going to happen in the state of Indiana because we are up to 20 weeks and it was a 24 week, when we did the ultrasound, it was 24 weeks. Two weeks ago, our receptionist, um, literally having nightmares about this, contacted the girl, sent her a text message and said, I just want to let you know I've been thinking about you. I've been praying for you. I want you to know that we are here for you if you need anything. And the girl responded. And she said, you guys at Retta have been so kind and so compassionate. And I thank you for your support. But what's been done is done. Oh, wow. She was about 27 weeks at that spot. Our receptionist responded back and said, we just want to let you know that we still care about you and we are still here for you. Our hope would be that maybe someday she will want to go through abortion recovery. Um, last Monday, as a staff, we got together and decided to have a memorial service for this baby. Don't know that the parents are doing that. Um, maybe not at that spot in their life right now. But we read some scripture, we prayed together, we have on our conference table a little picture of, we call him Baby B. We have that on our table and a rose representing him. We prayed for his parents that someday they will receive healing. We prayed for the abortion doctor that that would be the last <laughs> abortion that they will perform. That was hard, guys. That was really hard. And, I, and I'm sorry to share that, but I'm not sorry in the fact that it's real and that's really happening. And that poor mom today, 
I don't know what's going through her mind. This is Mother's Day. What is she thinking? What is she thinking? I don't know. But I'm praying for her today. I chose Psalm 139, the same verses that you chose today, um, to share with you. Starting in verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And we believe that for baby B, right? And we believe that baby B is in the arms of Jesus. <laughs> and we're hoping and praying that someday his mom and dad also understand who Jesus is and have healing and forgiveness for that decision. God knows baby B. God was designing baby B, and I believe baby B had an impact on my life. He did. In the short amount of time that baby B was present, he had an impact on my life. And I know he will on his parents' life as well. We're praying for that someday, that they will recognize that. I would like to show you an ultrasound. Some of you have maybe never seen an ultrasound. Um, maybe some of you have. Um, this is of a nine-week baby. This baby, um, very tiny. Sometimes mom doesn't even feel baby moving. Probably is not feeling mom. Mom is probably not feeling baby moving at this spot. Um, Maybe doesn't know she's even pregnant or just figuring out that she might be pregnant at this spot. But I want to show you what God says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. I want you to see this baby moving around. So it's going to dance around a lot. They're really wiggly at nine weeks. Um, you will be able, if you look really close, you might be able to see the flicker of the heart beating. Um, I just want to celebrate this little baby today. So I think, there we go. We do have it marked. You can see the head in the bottom. It's just a dancing around in there. Isn't that cute? If you look really close, you can see the heart beating. Baby looks really happy, doesn't it? Just having fun in there. Mom can't feel that. I love to watch them when they're like that. They're just so happy. Everything that they need is being provided for at that spot. You can see the little legs. Aw. Oh, I don't know. How can you not smile when you see that, right? Isn't that fun? Okay. There's also another one. Oh, is it still going? I didn't think it was that long. Okay. Now there's another one I want to show you. It's the same baby, but it's 11 weeks later. It's the 20-week scan. And again, baby is going to be moving around in there. I want to kind of give you an idea of what you might be seeing. You should be able to see the head and the profile. You'll be able to see the spine, all the bones in the back. If you look real close, I think it would be on, your, on the bottom, you might see a foot. Yeah, there's baby's profile. Look at the heart. If you look closely, you can see all four chambers. Baby's sucking its thumb right now. See it? Can you see its hand? It's sucking its thumb. You can see its little button nose. 
Mom, I will tell you, in this one is barely feeling baby, hardly feeling baby at all at this spot, but 20 weeks. You can see the hand is right there. This one, this baby often in the scan likes to put its hands up like this. It's like it likes its hands up at its head. Yep, good picture of the arm right there. Leg is trying to kick in the screen also. Again, hand is right there to the mouth. Ah. Again, how can you not smile when you watch that? Isn't that cool? The baby that I was telling you about earlier was even farther along than that. That baby also, all babies, right? My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. You saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That mom and dad and grandparents are so excited about that little baby. That mom, again, is not holding her baby today on Mother's Day, but she's holding her baby today on Mother's Day. I will tell you the grandparents of that baby are pretty stinking excited about it, um, and I happen to be one of them. Right? So I just gave you a sneak peek at my first granddaughter. So my husband came with me today. This is our first grandchild. We're pretty excited. So a couple weeks ago, I, I knew I was going to be um, meeting with you today, and I wanted to tell you a couple of those stories, but I asked my son and daughter-in-law if they would be cool if I got to show those ultrasound pictures, because I thought, what better day on Mother's Day celebrating mothers to be able to see life in the womb. And so there you go. They, they gave me permission and said, oh, yeah, go have fun. Go show the pictures. So. so Pathway, I want to thank you for supporting us. You have been a supporting church of ours for a long time. Prayer support is huge. We really, really need your prayer support. Obviously, with what's happening in Roe v. Wade right now, um, we, we have a target on our backs. We have an enemy, and he does not like what we're doing. We are preparing ourselves for an attack. Uh, we know that, but we know that who is in us is greater than he who is in the world, and we're not scared. Um, we're going to be, we're moving forward with boldness. We're moving forward with confidence. We're moving forward with God on our side. A few years back, Retta realized that we, we are growing and we are outgrowing our building. We have been there um, at this location since 1990. We use every square inch of this building. We have one exam room, two counseling rooms where we're able to do coaching. Where I do coaching with the moms is also my office. <laughs> so we make use of our space. But we, we decided that we were growing and we were wanting to start a building project. We did this pre-COVID, having no idea. None of us knew what was going to happen with COVID, right? We didn't know what this was going to do to our economy, how it was going to bring isolation and, and separation and all of that kind of stuff. But we went on faith and began a building project. I will tell you that God did not stop working during COVID. Not at all, right? And God is not broke either. God's economy is way, way different than the economy of the United States. Thank you, Lord, right? We are excited to be moving into our new building within the next month. 
Never did any of the plans stop, quit moving, any of that. We will have five exam rooms, two ultrasound rooms included in that. We'll be able to do double what we do now. We have five coaching rooms. We'll be able to have multiple people meeting with clients at the same time. We are at the corner of 3rd and High right now. We're moving to the corner of Jackson and 2nd, just one block over, a couple blocks down. The majority of our clients walk or use public transportation. Uh, we wanted to stay where we are so that we can continue to meet those needs, uh, not move out into the suburbs, but stay in the city. Again, we still have our mobile unit that can get us out into the rural areas. So what I have today is to show you a quick video. It's a couple minutes long of our current building, new building, and it shows you kind of some of the pre-construction, some of the construction piece, and what it will look like when it's done. So if you don't mind showing that. We are so excited to see how God is um, moving us forward. As I close, I asked um, some of my coworkers um, if they would share with me their thoughts about being a mom. I work with some amazing Christian men and women and saying, you know, I'm going to go speak on Mother's Day about Retta, but I want to focus on moms too. And I said, tell me, tell me what are your thoughts on being a mom? 
Being a mom is life-changing and permanent and is both the most rewarding and most challenging gift I've experienced. I think it's pretty amazing that God knew parenting would be a perfect way to represent the special relationship he has with each of us. That was from Roxana Konopinski. She's our executive director, and I, I think some of you in here know Roxana. Motherhood is putting others' needs and wants ahead of your own, adapting to constant change and growth, and treasuring tender moments with your child, one of our nurses. Motherhood is the most frustrating, stretching, and rewarding experience of my life. Helping my children discover Christ for themselves is absolutely incredible, one of our nurses. I feel humbled and honored to be a mother. It's not a gift all are afforded, and I'm deeply surrendered that God has allowed me this opportunity. It's our receptionist. I will say that the most critical job a mother could do is raise up her children under the admonishment of the Lord and to learn how to live in the freedom that Christ offers us. We as mothers have a crucial role in shaping our children for eternity. All the other aspects of motherhood revolve around this spiritual aspect. One of our nurses. Parenting to me is the hardest yet most important and rewarding job I've ever had. From the moment my doctor placed my oldest in my arms, I knew my life would be dramatically different, and I remember getting a small glimpse of God's love for us. One of our nurses. Just some thoughts to close. Um, thank you, Pathway, for supporting Retta. Thank you for being um, there for us financially, there for us with prayer support. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. Um, Retta is very thankful um, for our supporting churches. Thank you for helping me or letting me, I guess, um, celebrate Mother's Day with you today, giving you a glimpse of life and the importance of life. So thank you. Thank you. Pathway families, I, I don't know about you, but this is one of the moments, one of these moments where my heart feels both full and broken at the same time. I mean, what an amazing testimony of what's going on. Um, last fall, I got to go, um, as they were building, they had an afternoon where they invited a number of people in to just pray over the building and everything that was going to come. And uh, I got a chance to go up there and uh, write scripture on the walls. I commend them to you as, a, as an organization that that, that leads with scripture and um, strives to do the work of God in the right place. And uh, as somebody who worked with kids for the last 20 years to, to drive just a mile and a half from my school to, to where, where their center is and realize that some of the kids I'd probably hug getting off the bus were probably the same kids that had been saved at that center. And as Joni shared with us, I mean, that, that bus is here in Middlebury every week but they're doing amazing work and it's touching our our community so we honor them and um, we want to give you a chance to give and take part in the ministry uh, many of you have already given in uh, the Christmas offering uh, last year uh, we've helped with that building but there's so much work yet to do and so many lives yet to save and so we want to be part of that um, you can of course drop an offering in the boxes in the back um, if you guys can pull the giving slide you can certainly give online, but we want to um, we want to give you a chance to give. Also, um, a word like this can certainly um, 
bring up all sorts of things in your own heart. And um, if you've got a prayer request to share or something that God's done in your heart that you want to share, you can certainly fill out a Connect card or you can text us at 498-2828. Not knowing exactly what was going to be shared, but understanding the theme of it today and to honor mothers, um, God gave me 1 John chapter 3. And I want to share just a couple verses with you as we close. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but indeed in truth.